Hi, I'm Linda. And I'm Craig. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This is episode 202, and we're talking about things to do in Phnom Penh. That's right, we're going to talk about all sorts of cool things. We really enjoyed our time in Phnom Penh, which is the capital of Cambodia, and you are going to enjoy hearing about it. <laughs> or else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got more about Cambodia at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Asia slash Cambodia, so uh, go check it out if you're heading that way. Well, we are in the countdown to leaving the country again. We've only got three weeks until we fly out to Buenos Aires, and there seems to be quite a lot to do, doesn't there? Well, yes and no. Like, I've got a whole lot of projects on, but I look around our room and go, what can I do? I'm like, oh, I can... Nope, 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 there's really nothing to do. I've been doing all sorts of things. Like, I've been going to the dentist and the optometrist and getting passport photos and applying for passports and thinking about things that I want to take with me and buying things. And I haven't repacked my bag yet, and I've decided I'm not going to do that. I'm going to pack my bag on Saturday before we go and just go with it. Yeah, fair enough. But, yeah, we do have to do a few things like sell the car and maybe the exercise and, you know, those two items which we bought. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All of those other things actually know there's nothing else to sell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of downsizing, but... um... No, We've it's, downsized already. It's just passing on the things that we've used for the last six months. Yeah. Remember, you can help the Indie Travel Podcast stay traveling by booking through us. So visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights slash hostels and slash insurance when you're booking your travel online. We've also got a growing list of day tours at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash tours and travel deals updating daily at slash deals. And when you're shopping online, visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Amazon or get a free audiobook with a two-week trial of Audible through IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Audible or slash Audiobook. And our own books are at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash books, and that links through to Amazon as well if you prefer to read them on Kindle. Yeah, I got a Kindle the other day, and it's, it's really cool. I have to write up a, a Kindle review, actually, because yeah, it's been pretty fantastic. It's changed but I, your world. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know if it, I don't know if it's that revolutionary. It's not iPhone-tastic, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. Hopefully it won't break like your iPod. No, hopefully not. Sad. I just watched <laughs> a really interesting documentary about the, uh, the culture of throwing things away and how many Apple products have batteries that are designed to last not very long. It's a bit sad. Yeah. What's, you know, that's how companies build stuff so they can extract more money from people instead of making it efficient. I know, but it's so terrible and it's so bad for the environment. It makes me sad. It is. And it makes travel bad because, you know, one of of the things they showed was um, in Ghana where all the the rubbish waste ends up. And, you know, Ghana doesn't look like a very nice place to travel anymore. That's sad. Yeah? Yeah. Do you remember the name of the documentary? Yeah, it was called Comprar, Tirar, Comprar. So you can watch it if you want to. (laughs) (laughs) If you speak Spanish. How many languages were in that documentary? Uh, At least five. Yeah, six maybe. Far out. None of them, however, was Khmer. And since we're talking about Cambodia, we should move on and uh, start talking about things to do in Phnom Penh. Yeah, well, let's start with the Royal Palace. The Royal Palace is one of the most amazing places in, in Phnom Penh. Not the cheapest. I mean, it was a little bit expensive for the entry fee. But it was definitely an interesting place to go. One thing we found was that uh, the closing time, which was over lunchtime, made it a bit difficult to plan your day around. Well, it's fine if you plan your day around it, but if you just try to rock on up when you feel like it, you might find the doors closed. 
So either go in the morning or plan to go after lunch, but uh, don't try to head there around, you know, one or two o'clock because you won't be able to get in. Yeah, we wouldn't do something silly like that, would we? We would do exactly that. <laughs> That's exactly what we did. <laughs> sure is. My real highlight of the Royal Palace was this amazing internal mural in one of the courtyards. Um, I'm guessing adding it up, it had to be about, I don't know, maybe a kilometre, one and a half kilometre long. And it was just huge. It was every single internal side of this. It was really amazing. And it was just beautiful. It was and a bit sad because some of them were a bit damaged. Yeah. Quite a lot of it was in good nick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, for me, that was worth the entry price. That was just a stunning piece of art. I enjoyed, um, there were some musicians playing a little pagoda and everyone was standing around watching and a couple of people got to have a go. That was really cool. Did you get to have a go? I didn't, but that was okay. I didn't feel the need to and I probably would have ruined everything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, another place to go, and uh, this one is free to go in and wander around, is Wat Phnom um, of Phnom Penh fame. Yeah, that's Uh, the reason Phnom Penh is called Phnom Penh. Uh, It was named after Wat Phnom, which is named after a woman. It means the, the hill of Phnom. Didn't, wasn't it? That's what I remember the story being. She she lived there and, uh, yeah. Okay. Hill. I, I don't remember the story, but I remember the, the city being named after the place. And uh, what's really interesting is there's a Wat, a temple, on top of it. But the hill's actually completely artificial. It's a, it's a man-made hill. Um, and that's pretty crazy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the, this wealthy woman commissioned it. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> commissioning a hill. It's just... <laughs> Pretty crazy. Um, Lots and lots of baboons hanging around. So if you want to go and see some fellow primates, then that's quite a cool place to go. They eat the the lotus blossoms or the seeds out of the lotus blossoms or something with the lotus blossoms that people come and bring as offerings. So people leave offerings and the baboons run off with them. Yeah, it's quite amusing. We also saw an elephant wandering around at the bottom of the hill and you could get rides. Mm. So that looked pretty cool as well. Yeah, it didn't look like a very happy elephant though. I wasn't... uh, not keen on riding unhappy elephants. No, it did, did seem like it had a very um, narrow kind of life. Yeah, walking around and around the hill. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to think about um, culture and history in Cambodia and in Phnom Penh, you really can't go past the scars left by the Khmer Rouge, which was a, a despotic regime in the late 70s. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, the whole country is still recovering from this oh, yeah. and, so many um, people were murdered and it's i mean i mean it was only in 19 it was 1975 to 1979 so yeah for three and three and a half years i think yeah so a lot of people were alive during it and if they weren't then their parents or their grandparents certainly were around during this this time and it's just the most terrible thing a really really awful regime that basically killed off all the intellectuals and anyone who was even slightly against the government and one of the places you can go to visit is S21 or Tulsing. Um, it's S21 was a primary school before the Khmer Rouge came into it into power, oh. and um, they turned it basically into a prison and torture ground. And it's a very, very, very sad place to visit. It's a really stark reminder of the horrors of the the regime. Mm. Yeah, and then outside of town as well is an area known as the Killing Fields, which is one of many killing fields around the country. Um, and, yeah, once again, a, a site and a, a place of memorial for many, many dead. So it's it's grim. It's kind of very dark, 
tourism, but it's impossible, I think, to understand modern Cambodia without an understanding something of that bit of the history. It's just so dramatically changed the country and left such a psychological impact on everyone who's there. It's yeah. uh, it's important to visit, but not somewhere that you'll you'll feel good about visiting. Yeah, it's not a tourist attraction as such, but it's something that you need to visit while you're there because, I don't know, it's kind of like visiting Auschwitz. If you're in Poland, you need to go and see this kind of centre of history and um, S21 is a similar similar kind of idea. Mm, yeah, very similar. Well, onto something um, much lighter, I guess, is the Audiovisual Centre, which is, um, well, it's just a really cool place, especially if you're a film geek like me. Um, there, they've collected and digitised a whole load of film, some of it back from the Lumiere Brothers, when that was um, really cool. those very early filmographers came out from France and travelled around Cambodia and caught some of the first moving images of Southeast Asia. Yeah. Um, we spent a couple of hours there. Just It was free to enter. We had to take off our shoes and sign in. But we just sat with um, a TV screen and a couple of headphones and watched these, you know, images from over 100 years ago. I think it was 1895 was the earliest. Mm. And they were just 30-second clips, and they had a whole range of right up to the present day. Of course, the ones that we were watching were silent, but it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, they had plenty of stuff there from uh, those early clips through to documentaries right through the ages and also kind of films like feature-length entertainment films made in Cambodia or about Cambodia. So, yeah, really interesting place. It was fascinating um, to be there and kind of see history while being there, you know, having just had lunch down the road and you know, being in Cambodia and seeing the images, I, I thought it was really amazing. It was quite different to watching the same videos on YouTube. Yeah, sure. At home, you know? Sure, definitely. Um, they also do a shadow puppet show. So as well as modern forms of audiovisual, they're also tying it in with some of the older traditional forms. Uh, I think, if I'm correct, it goes on at 6pm every day. It certainly was when we were there. Yeah, not that um, But you it. can... Ian Chick Bofana for up-to-date information and we'll link that in the show notes. Yeah, we found it a little bit difficult finding the place, actually. We had the address and we had to kind of walk up and down the street a few times. That was yeah. a bit of an admission. Yeah. It was really good. It was so, well worth it. We'll chuck a photo of the exterior in the show notes, too. <laughs> Another thing uh, to do with audiovisual was the Meta House. Uh, the German Cultural Centre runs a cafe and outdoor theatre called the Meta House. It's up some stairs at the top. It's outdoor. And um, they put on a whole bunch of documentaries and other other videos. We watched three, I think, in one evening. Mm. And they were all really interesting, completely different, but all really interesting. Yeah, and uh, some of the filmmakers and some of the people that were in the documentaries were actually part of the audience. And they gave speeches before or after the films that they were in. Yeah, that was really interesting. And... Um, yeah, really, really cool. And being the uh, the German cultural centre, they've actually got some decent wine, which <laughs> is really hard to find in Southeast Asia. This is true. So, that, was a, that was a moment for us, actually. <laughs> yeah. Along with uh, good intellectual films and being able to speak with the filmmakers, um, being able to do so with a decent glass of red, priceless. Yeah. Well, to finish your day, there's a, quite a few things you can do. 
Um, you can go for a cruise on the river and watch the sunset over the city. We didn't manage it, but we've heard that it's well worth doing. Yeah, it's one of the things that everyone talks about doing, going out on the Mekong River and, and watching the sunset over the water and over the city. It sounds beautiful. It sounds romantic. I have no idea why we didn't do it. I don't know either. I think we didn't actually have that much time in Phnom Penh. No, we were just there for a few days and we were couch surfing as well. So we're eating with our hosts in the evenings. Yeah. Let's talk about eating. Yes, I was just about to say that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we just oh. broke out in big smiles as we looked at each other then. Oh, we've got a photo of uh, a mock, which is one of my, it's just one of my favorite things in the whole world. I think the best one we had was actually in Siem Reap when we went out to the, um, uh, to that restaurant that was a Khmer oh, restaurant. no, no, no. That was, oh, I That don't was know. really good. We had it twice or three times. We oh, keep going back there. That was so good. It's the so difficult to tell. So amok, A-M-O-K, is, I guess, what would you call it? It's quote? kind of a type of curry. Yeah. It's a fish curry. And it's just got a really, really nice sauce. It comes with rice. And we had it served in, it was mm. banana leaves. Mm. And it just looked really amazing. We had it several times. And one time was in Phnom Penh. We went out with, some, uh, with our couch surfing hosts. And, oh, it was so good. <laughs> so good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you can order all sorts of different things and it's all going to be good. Yeah, I, I definitely found Khmer tastes, I guess, the, the sauces and, and the spices that came with Khmer food to be absolutely fantastic. So it was all good. Yeah. But um, They say so, that a mock is different in each region, yeah. so you should, you know... Make sure you just have it everywhere you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommended. <laughs> Absolutely. One thing I found after a while traveling around, especially in small villages and small towns in Southeast Asia, is that I was really missing some of the the tastes of home, I guess, um, the, the flavors that I could get in, in New Zealand or in Europe. I I just couldn't get in Southeast Asia, and I really, really miss them as much as I've come to, to enjoy Southeast Asian food. What do you mean wine and coffee, darling? I mean good wine and good coffee. Oh, my goodness. Why is it so hard? Why? So, if you're in Cambodia, if you're in Phnom Penh, the Foreign Correspondent Center, the FCC, runs a great bar and a great cafe with extremely overpriced, but uh, certainly delicious wine and coffee. So... Yeah, I don't know. I just they had good internet too. That was good. Yeah, but I just needed a, you know, a jolt. We all understand, darling. Yeah, it happens from time to time. You know, you can travel for ages and ages, but sometimes it's not really homesickness. It's just no. I know what you mean. Some people's craving get all sorts of cravings. Like they can't go another day without toffee pops. Toffee pops are amazing. If you've never had them, you should try them. But uh, some people, huh? I don't. I don't. People bring me toffee pops. And I'm like, awesome toffee pops. But it's not like I, I can't live without them. Yeah. But yeah, I can understand your need for, for good coffee and good wine. <laughs> yep. It happens. It happens. Well, um, that kind of wraps up. I mean, I've had some people ask me if it's safe to travel in Cambodia. And I have to say a big capital yes. yes. Can you capitalize yes? You can capitalize the Y at the start of yes. Okay. Thanks. Or you could, you know put it in caps lock i'll put it in caps lock and say yes cambodia is really safe to travel we didn't have any problems at all in cambodia yeah um it's like everywhere else in the world you need to watch out for those that will take advantage of people that can't speak the language but you know it's it's safe it's fine you can you can go and travel there and um, And it's quite easy to get around as well we didn't have any problems with buses or or boats or anything like that it was really good yeah really good 
Um, to finish off, a few tours. We're now partnering with uh, Urban Adventures, who do a whole lot of immersive half-day tours and day tours around the place. So they've got three tours running in Phnom Penh. Uh, one of them's a half-day uh, city tour, and another one is a full-day city tour. So there's two options to yeah. get around. Um, you'll go around cyclos, you'll go to some of the markets, um, and you'll go through some of the historical and cultural stuff that we talked about. Or you can also do the Mekong Sunset Tour. Uh, you get to travel by tuk-tuk and boat. You get to explore an island in the Mekong and uh, try silk weaving, all sorts of cool things. Everything we didn't do that we kind of wish we did. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to uh, go back. I, it's somewhere you could go for a couple of days like we did, really enjoy it, really get a taste for it. I think you could easily go there for, for say, 10 days yeah. and really immerse yourself in it, and then you'll probably want to stay longer. But... um. Yep. Yeah, we were there for, from memory, three days. and I think we ended up spending a little bit longer. Yeah, we, we, were going we, to only say... we, we kept extending our time and extending our time. <laughs> our couch sleeping host just never kicked us out. <laughs> 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 they said, yeah, you can come, come and stay for one day. And then, you know, we stayed for two days and then three days. And they were like, yeah, that's fine, whatever. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but eventually we did have to go because we needed to get on with the rest of the trip onto Battambang and finally to Siem Reap. Yes, yes, Which are good indeed. places to go when you're leaving Phnom Penh. Yeah, that's good if you're heading west, definitely. Well, uh, lots more about Cambodia at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Asia slash Cambodia. And uh, you'll be able to find the show notes for this episode there as well. Now let's talk about community wisdom. Well, we are currently looking for advice from you about the best language schools in Buenos Aires because we're heading there in three weeks and uh, we'd quite like to do some Spanish study. But there seem to be a lot of language schools to choose from and we're not sure which one's the best one to go with so if you know please let us know we're also looking for some articles about festivals around the world for our upcoming festival week uh we've got some cool stuff lined up but we'd love to have your submissions as well um we had some problems with the facebook sign that they have been fixed so you'll all go with that again and uh, Mitchell says hi in the cafe. Hi, Mitchell. Hi, Mitchell. And also another shout-out to Roderick from Wales. He's currently in Gloucester at the moment, and he said hi on Twitter, and so we say hi right back at you. <laughs> yep, he's heading out on his big trip in November, so he's got months to wait. Yeah. Well, we've just got weeks to wait. Yes. <laughs> high five. Awesome. <laughs> we really need to work on being nicer people. <laughs> I do, I know I do. I, yeah, I, I take all my meanness from you. Yes, Yes, you do. <laughs> I will take on the fault of the world. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Don't forget that you can help the Indie Travel Podcast stay traveling by booking through us. So visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights, slash hostels, and slash insurance when you're booking your travel online. And there's travel deals updating every day at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash deals. And we've got a library of books to share at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash books. Uh, books for solo travelers, couples, people going to Europe, and uh, yeah books to help you travel more and travel well and don't forget for some non-monetary ways of helping us out tell your friends about the indie travel podcast invite them to our facebook page at facebook.com slash indie travel or leave a five-star review for us on itunes we're up over 2100 people on our facebook page now that's so pretty awesome that's pretty cool it's amazing to have so many people listening to us hello facebook people hello well, i think that's pretty much us for this week so until next week travel well